0: in a stage production that feels crazy like i said it was euphoria before there was euphoria yeah yeah um before hbo was a thing really i feel like no hbo
1: was definitely a thing (laughs) taylor's like no but you know what i mean came out in like 2000 (laughs) (laughs) listen listen um
0: some of us are just trendy. okay no
1: Hello and welcome to episode four of Theater Nerds. I'm your host, Rachel Jones. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater, where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between. This
0: podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, or if you've only seen your cousin's school production of The Drowsy Chaperone Junior, you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the
1: orchestra and come nerd out with us. To find out more about the Theater Nerd cult, check us out at theaternerdpod.com, or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Theater Nerd Pod and on Facebook at Theater Nerd Podcast.
0: In today's episode, we're discussing our dream roles.
1: Dream roles! I dreamed a dream. dream. In <laughs> <The> time, I dreamed a role. That's <laughs> going to by. How excited and pumped are you to talk about our dream roles? I am
0: so excited. I oh, truly, so when, when we. Decided we were going to talk about dream roles. I was like, "This is going to be hard." And then so hard. I thought about it, and it was hard to dwindle my
1: dream roles. I have it was big harder, dreams. harder. Yeah, I have
0: yeah. I have big dreams, and yeah. apparently, according to my list,
1: <laughs> I roles. think no matter if you're just like I only did one show, or you worked backstage like I think there's a part of you that whatever you, if you just did whatever in the theater space, you everyone has a dream role like it's like everyone Uh, wants to do something in that space
0: exactly so So one
1: day these will come to fruition
0: fingers crossed (laughs) so how i i think that we decided that we were going to pick three dream roles for ourselves then our homework was also to think up a dream role for the other person. So I have a dream role for Taylor and Taylor has one for me. And then we thought of one that we would dream role together. If we were a duo playing off of our episode three, what our dream role as a duo would be. So
1: yes. Taylor guys, you know, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, obviously we're going to be Timon timon and (laughs) Pumbaa. i was gonna say spongebob and
0: patrick you know do whatever you
1: want (laughs) so i think how we should do it we'll we'll start we'll bounce back between maybe like i mean we're not like ranking them or anything but like you know that would be way too hard yeah you know three well you know you'll do one i'll do one you'll do one i'll do one and then once we're done with ours we'll jump to the the ones we did for each other
0: Okay, perfect. I think maybe you should go first, actually. Okay, does that oh sound good? Wow! Oh my god! Yeah,
1: goodness. I'm so excited. Um, age before okay. beauty.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't not know. It's a to st- toss up. It's very close. What, not a sneak peek <laughs> into what I chose for myself. I just want to say. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait. Um, <laughs> my so I had trouble actually, like we were saying. Let's. Uh, I got trouble in River City, <laughs> Do it picking these roles because. I, I was telling Rachel before, before we started recording, we call it BR, before recording, is <laughs> that I, I kind of throughout the years have had a, like a top five, but dwindling that down to three is so difficult. And also dwindling that, like, especially for you guys, I wanted to, you, the, the theater nerd cult, I wanted to make sure it was like diverse enough and also like different types of roles. I didn't want it to just be like one type of role. So one of my first one I chose that I'm gonna share with you guys is a it's a recent one. It's not an it's a contemporary musical. I, I have two musical roles and one play role in my in my group. Ooh, look at that. Rachel for, for the Rachel did a little look, a little ooh, a little eyebrow look. <laughs> But my first one is a contemporary musical, and actually just came out with a movie this uh, this past year. And Rachel might know who I'm gonna say, but it is Evan Hansen in Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs>
0: yes,
1: it was a toss-up
0: between that or Jonathan Larson. You know. Oh yeah, so. that's
1: true. That's true. <laughs> This role I I you know for those that don't know and maybe I'll share this, you know, another time on the show whenever we talk about Evan Hans uh, Dear Evan Hansen, but I was really blessed and privileged enough to see this show in DC before it went to Broadway. I got to meet Ben Platt after the show check out our Instagram I'll I'll share that photo (gasps) with my my now wife my wife and I's first dance at our wedding was a song from Evan Hansen (laughs) which Rachel was there (laughs) Mm -hmm. and yeah so it's a special show and the role of Evan I mean obviously it's so like complex and so like juicy is like the word I really want to say because it's so like and even looking back and since the show has premiered like I feel like there's more layers in it even now when we've examined Evan from a movie space because we've seen more like so much up close with who he is and he's such a flawed individual which is why I think it's it's like he's more interesting to play for those that don't know. Um, Rachel, Sorry, spoilers. You no, know, you know, spoiler alerts. If you, you know, are listening to this, you probably already know. But <laughs> just <laughs> in Hansen case, follows the story of um, senior in high school, Evan Hansen, who from an assignment from his therapist, has him write letters to himself to kind of give him a pep talk. Evan Hansen is, stu- they actually don't really say it in the show, but a, you know, looking at it from an outsider's perspective, probably diagnosed with social anxiety disorder okay. and maybe some other things, but they never really diagnose him in the show, which actually I think is a really smart idea. And so it's about him writing a letter to himself and then this kid at school finds the letter and kind of chaos ensues Susan that, that um, kid commits suicide. Um, in the show takes his own life and the parents of the child think that this was the last letter that he wrote and he wrote it to his friend evan Um, but in reality he actually that letter was that evan wrote it to himself so it's all about uh, evan kind of creating this friendship with the um, boy that um, took his own life and and uh, kind of the repercussions of that too so Yeah. yeah It's, it's uh, an incredibly complex and intense musical. I mean, it's very intense. It's, but also um, there's a lot of beautiful little moments in the show too, is what I love. And I, like I said, I was thankful to see it in DC. And then I saw it again on Broadway with Ben Platt. I saw, and, and he's just like the, one of the most incredible performers Ever like in the world, yeah, like absolutely also one of the most incredible voices like on the planet right now, <laughs> in 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 the entire world. Uh, but there's also and I, and I think maybe why I lean into the role a little bit is I see shades of myself in Evan. And mm. there are so many moments. There's a song in Act Two in the in the stage production. It's actually not in the movie. Oh no, it is in the movie. Now I think, I'm like, wait, which one am I? <laughs> oh no. Um, it's it's like the section afterwards. Fail. It's like after that mm. section, where he says, and I'm I'm like kind of paraphrasing a little. He says, like, would anybody really want to know the true me? Like, would people mm. really like the true me, if yeah. if they really knew who I was inside? Mm. And I. I have felt that a lot of the time. like what everybody really like who I really was if if they really knew who. and so I, I I relate to that on on that level, but also it's just I think it would just be a, a it sounds weird but a really fun role to play, even though there is a lot of heavy darkness uh, and problematic things with the character. Like I really think just like playing it I would just like be on the ride every every show that I was performing and just kind of see where it takes me so yeah and also like the music is great and the and and the writing that the the book is so good and yeah Yeah,
0: absolutely it's a great show yeah the care you get to see the characters interact very well and I you get some really I mean the range of Evan in that show singing like songs about you know not being sure if he wants to be alive essentially, yeah. all the way to writing a fake letter <laughs> yeah. Yeah. to his fake best friend and doing a cute little dance number between yeah. between Connor Murphy yeah. and uh and I
1: think male Evan. friendship in general in like pop culture, if we want to take it to like pop culture, is like such a is like such an interesting thing and something that we of like like if we're taking it from theater but also in pop culture like we really haven't seen a male character like act vulnerable in that way of wanting like such close connection with a male character and that that's something that I connect with in my life too of like wanting wanting to be friends wanting to be friends with anyone but like not having you know time or or the space to allow to find that connection and also of course the show is all about I mean really the show is all about connection so
0: yeah absolutely
1: yeah. yeah. So yeah, love that's that. my that's my that's my first dream role. It is a it is a recent, you know, show. So um, I wonder how, just like the show in general. I mean, we've already seen with the movie, but how the show in general mm-hmm. will age in the next like twenty years or something like that.
0: Absolutely, I think your point at the beginning about it being smart that they didn't you know diagnose them yeah. with anything, and also I think the integration of technology. Um, can change over time the way that they do it in the live show. I have yet to see the movie, but I will. How they do that on the stage is really integrating new technology, uh, you know, TikToks and other kind of thing, which I think is so lovely. But I think also it could evolve. Like they could stage that differently. And it's still about the connectedness between each other and how we're so connected and yet we're so not connected that is something that will continue to be uh, a theme I think I don't think that thematically will lose uh energy so
1: yeah I'm I love that also think that I think Evan will someday it'll be played by a a, a woman it'll be played by a, a yeah. non binary it'll play like anyone can really play Evan so I
0: agree I agree I love that yeah. I love that Taylor yay yeah. Evan so who is your first one tell me so yeah, we did not rank these. Yeah. So this is just the first one I, I have on my list. I have Joe March from Little Women. <laughs> you recall, oh. because if you are a theater kid and you are kind of a soprano, maybe you're <laughs> not quite a soprano. Yeah. The audition song for you in the late 2000s. Was astonishing, right. it, that's right. what it was. You right. did some kind of belt version of yeah. astonishing. So, yeah. quickly I personally for the have
1: be- not been there, but I understand.
0: <laughs> well, maybe at the end of this, we're for the blooper reel. Yeah. Oh, that's astonishing. Be <laughs> well, perfect, you got it. Oh, great, don't worry. Yeah, 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 10 out of 10. I love how she's listed when you look her up, a Joe March. She's listed as a mezzo soprano. I'm like, is she? She's not, maybe. <laughs> what is Sutton, Who wrote anyway? that? Who knows? Exactly. The show is based off of the famous book. And so it has the same kind of storyline. And I so I won't spoil that for you. And if you don't know the story of Little Women. Yeah. Do better. I don't something know something a little more you.
1: accessible. Please go watch the 2019 Greta Gerwig Little Women movie.
0: Absolutely, and circle back to us, yeah. and then listen to this exactly. album on exactly. yeah on Spotify. Well, well maybe finish listening to this
1: and then go watch it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't just pause now because yeah. I'm leaving you hanging <laughs> with why Joe. So Joe, she's the central character. She's super headstrong, which I yeah. really identify with. <laughs> And, she and has she's a like brunette, of, obviously. And she's a brunette. So I mean, come on. And she kind of, at least traditionally, even even based off of the book, she transcends uh, gender norms. Like she is, like I said, headstrong. She is very creative. She knows what she wants to do. And she has really no interest even at the belittlement of other people mm-hmm. and at the downfall of part of her character. She has no interest in entertaining the societal norms of the day, which is to entertain people and be a nice woman and do all these things and get married. Yeah. Literally, she has no interest. Well, and get married to
1: a rich husband.
0: Right. Right. It's so beautiful. I love Little Women in general because it's just a story of sisterhood. And I grew up lacking that and then Mm. found friends who became these people like we would perform things right on our own I think I mentioned people who would do cheetah girls things with me or like at sleepovers we would act out old musicals we had been in and things like that right and so not naming any names here for the podcast (laughs) but I know you're out there yeah you know who you are and yeah it was just so great like we had our own world that we were just cultivating and creating and Mm. Jo she loves to pour into other people and say like even though she does belittle potentially her sisters in some ways, she's excited and builds a world that says anything's possible. Yeah. But but at the end of act one, literally the, the finale of act one, Lori has just proposed to Joe. And Joe is like, I literally cannot believe that this is true. Like, I don't you know that you were in my friend group and I have right. no interest in these things because I'm gonna be a writer and I'm gonna be famous and I have lots to do and this is not part of it and she kind of feels betrayed and Mm -hmm. also like also confused because I think part of her does love we can go into this is like in the comments later like do you think that Joe loves Lori do you think they should have ended up together like we have many questions
1: discussion yeah it's
0: huge I can't even but anyway a whole
1: episode on that (laughs) (laughs) we really we can have like a theory yeah yeah yeah
0: but joe sings this song called astonishing and truly if you don't listen to anything else from that musical please listen to the sutton foster rendition that is streaming um, from the broadway original broadway cast in 2004 where she sings below this song it is so good Mm -hmm. um and i love that it captures the precipice moment right she's at a crossroads which i love when we're at a crossroads Before act two, love that. Mm. And she has to decide is she going to put into who she believes she is when everyone else is like, that's not feasible?
1: Mm.
0: I feel very emotional talking about it. Like, it's just so, it's so good. And to have a woman basically in a show talk about not marrying a person and choosing themselves, even in 2004, (laughs) feels very gender, you know, pushing, even though this is a classic.
1: Yeah. A classic
0: tale. So um, I love it so much. And I love the musical. I have seen a local theater production of the musical twice, but I long for the time when it is back. It's being revived on the West End, I believe currently. So we'll see. But yeah, I think in 2021, it it was on the West End. I don't know if it shut down since the pandemic and it's going to come back or if it was just then Mm. for
1: a yeah. hot second but it's a beautiful beautiful show that score is is incredible yeah
0: it's incredible all of it is so good but that song in particular is why i think i would choose joe
1: yeah so. oh i love it yeah one of the, one of those characters is on my list uh not not today but okay. in general in general dream roles sorry <laughs> sorry to disappoint i was you. like ooh, but, a good transition um, what, one Five. one of those dream roles like lori is a like mm. is a dream and i think it's just yeah so great so we'll talk about that at another time but i love that yeah yeah well uh my second one is from a play and truly, truly you know ooh controversial ooh uh, <laughs> ooh um, truly this show is one of I, I've seen it twice. And the first time I saw it, probably one of the best productions I've ever seen, period. Um, okay. Just because the cast was so good. But then the second one, the second time I saw it was an, another kind of college production that was very minimal and the cast was okay. But it was just so good because this script is so good. And it's Peter and the Star Catcher. <gasps> and um uh, my dream Yay. is black stash from peter and the star catcher i um, love this which of course iconically played by the tony winning he won a tony for this role mm-hmm. by christian borrell who if you guys don't know who he is like come on i have a picture with him. i love wait on the, just want to say patreon i
0: love how we went from sutton foster
1: to christian oh yeah there's, there's, the, there's maybe the from
0: subconscious can yeah. i get there Okay. Tell people what Peter and the Starcatcher is.
1: It's so, so it's so good. Peter and the Starcatcher is based on the 2004 novel written by Dave Barry and Ridley Pearson is what I'm looking at, you know, just pulling that out of my head there. Um, (laughs) But the, the play, I think it was on Broadway in 2012 is when it was, is when it premiered. And it's basically, you know, for all intents and purposes, a Peter Pan um, prequel. And it's basically yeah. the story of a prequel. Pan, yeah, it's the story of how Peter Pan came to be, and how the how all the characters really came to be uh, in in the Peter Pan universe. Mm-hmm. And it is just such an incredibly rich play. It's so fun. There's actually some music in it. There's like um, which is really fun. So it's kind of a little bit yes. of it's like best of both worlds. It's a little Hannah Montana moment. Um, <laughs> but it's Blackstash is the character who I don't want to spoil anything if you guys you know haven't seen it but he turns into an incredibly wonderful character and but the the character he is in the show What what's actually great about the show is it's a true ensemble because everyone really yes. does the way it's supposed to be done is everyone really does everything in the show there is a very minimal set and the cast really creates like an imaginative world in front of your eyes Mm -hmm. and it's just the what I love about the text of the play and the the words that are written is that it's like so funny but also there's really some great dramatic moments but then also what it's so pop culture um, driven. There's so much pop culture in it. I don't know if you you remember or know that if you've seen it.
0: Yes. Yeah. I love it so much. Yeah.
1: So uh, that and again, that role is just like so meaty and so fun, and you really can like ham it up a lot. And it's 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 a very it's also a very different role than I think I would ever play. I think it would be really like it would fu- be fun to show like a different side of who I am. And Mm -hmm. uh, maybe not who I am, but you know, a different side of who I could be. And yeah, and whoever would play the opposite of me, that would be really fun to play off of too. And yeah, it's just such a meaty um bro, I, I'm trying not to I don't really want to spoil anything because it's such a yeah because it's so good yeah there's such an interesting like ride of the character he has such an, a cool arc and yeah it's mm. really fun so yeah Black Stash is my is my favorite I never got to see it with like the Broadway company but mm. the the first company I saw it with um at my alma mater college was uh and the guy who played Black Stash was amazing I mean it was truly, I love this. truly amazing so
0: I I love the show. So 11 out of 10 recommend this show. Yeah. Yeah. I love it so very much. And I think I've seen it twice, but most recently I saw it, I think, two and a half years ago, pre-pandemic mm-hmm. um, at a local theater company that was mostly, I think the oldest person in the show was 18. So it wow. was definitely a different take on it, but it I love it as you said, because it is such an ensemble show. It's so great.
1: Yeah. And it's really just plays can get overshadowed by musicals sometimes, but it's such, like it feels like like it's such a fun ride and like way to spend an evening, even though it is a play. I, I hate saying like that phrase, like even though it is a play, but even though it is a play, like it is, there's no one bursting out into song at any moment. It's just like, these are the words and you have to listen um, intently and you have to pay attention to what's going on and you just be take swept away on, on the words themselves. So.
0: I feel like a really good Broadway plays are often ones that are more complex right? like angels in America or other things that are amazing. I'm not trying to put away from that. Um, but often fun plays that have that element of thinking, but also are like just fun. Mm. Uh, are harder to come by. And I think yeah. often are overshadowed shadowed by the song and dance
1: yeah. of, of musicals. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: I'm so excited that you just talked about ensembles because mine next is an ensemble member, oh. essentially. I mean, they have a role, they have yeah. a name Love and it. it's Ilze or Ilze Newman from Spring Awakening.
1: Oh, love it. Yes.
0: So for those people who know Spring Awakening, she's the one who sings um, Song of Purple Summer, mm. the, so, which is my favorite song out of the entire musical, which is yeah. maybe a spicy take, but also it's my favorite. So I'm mm. not going to apologize. Yeah. So Spring Awakening, I don't want to spoil this, but also <laughs> It's like euphoria before euphoria. Like, that's how it feels. But essentially, it's a German... It was a German... That should be
1: the tagline.
0: (laughs) It was, like, a German play. Was it a play first? And then a musical in German. And then was adapted into, like, this rock musical, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, Real good
1: pitch.
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah, I'm, like, just... And it's set in like a high, all these people are high school level in like a very religious German kind of setting. And um, as you can imagine, as any high school experience, there's, because they have a lack of information about sexual experiences, they partake in a lot of uh, things that are maybe not as safe as they could be with information. Um, And then there's like a shame culture also. Mm -hmm. Around this, and yeah, there's just like it's also a very Macbeth kind of tragedy situation to it. And you should listen to the music if you haven't. And for those people who have who love Spring Awakening, you should listen to the German version
1: because it's
0: so fun. One of my friends, shout out to her, she did that recently and was like, Why do I understand all the words? And we were both like, Because you know the song's in English. (laughs) So anyway, there's two main characters, but really I would say the show is centralized on a ensemble plot and it opens with this like really beautiful song. Um, I
1: would argue there's three main characters,
0: but. Oh, tell me more. Do you think Moritz is the third main character? Yeah. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> there are three main characters. I mean, you well, want a Tony. <laughs> it is true. It is true. So Melchior, Wendla, and Moritz are yeah. maybe the three main characters. And then you have Ilsa or Ilsa, I don't know. These are all German. Hanschen, Martha, Ernst, And then there are like adult supporting and then like there's like one or two other people. And then in the most recent 2015 edition, they added like an extra supporting character. Mm -hmm. So anyway, there is three things that were really controversial. I feel like about this show, at least when it was presented to me around this time and I had to like secretly listen to it, there was like a explicit conversation essentially about sex mm-hmm. and then on stage they basically had sex yeah <laughs> didn't yes. but yes in a stage production that feels crazy like i said it was euphoria before there was euphoria
1: yep yeah.
0: um before hbo was a thing really i feel like no hbo happens- was
1: definitely a thing
0: <laughs> taylor's like no but you know what <laughs> i mean was- <laughs> came out
1: in like 2000 so.
0: <laughs> listen listen um some of us are just friendly okay yeah, no but There was that. There was a talk alluding to abuse, both Mm -hmm. by like a father, literally in one of the characters talks about her father abusing her. Then my character who I picked for this, she comes from a broken home and is a runaway and lives on a hippie farm, essentially, which is potentially also why I like her. Although I have a good relationship with my parents, but you know what I mean? Like I love, I love that story Mm -hmm. of, of her being able to find community. And then the third is that there is someone who kills themselves. And so it, and there's other things I won't say. There's one other thing that also I won't mention because that gives away the plot, but it is just this very horribly, like horrible train wreck of a tragedy and yet so complex and filled with like so much, love and grief Mm. and like collective mourning and like i don't know if you walk away hopeful maybe that's why i like the song at the end because i i do love this play this musical so much because it's so full of grief and Mm. like i feel we as a society don't often spend time grieving we often see tragedy but we don't spend time in the grief and these Mm. characters (laughs) make light of some grief and definitely sit in the grief of others, but then it ends and it's kind of like, okay, we're kind of all in this together. Um, Mm -hmm. And there is hope, right? Like this idea of think bad things happen, but there, maybe there's something more now that we know the horrible things can happen. Maybe there's something better that can happen now that we know, and maybe we won't make the same mistakes as our parents. And I feel like Mm -hmm. we could go into the etymology of sorts with why this story set in like taken from the German story really resonates with this idea of ancestral and generational guilt and change and shape and growth. Yeah. Um, but growing up in a Christian context, it, I also felt like we're being silenced. Right. And because we're being silenced, we are maybe making mistakes that we wouldn't make if we were able to to talk about them. It's just, it's just a tragedy that could have been prevented. Every Mm. single part of the show Mm. could have been prevented if there was space for conversation, but yet it's so, it's such an important and impactful show. And obviously we got the killer cast of the original cast like Jonathan Groff, Leah Michelle, John Gallagher Jr. Lily Cooper, Gideon, like, uh, Skylar Austin. Austin yeah I mean or uh, Skylar basically. Askin sorry yeah and he yeah so it's just every everyone
1: yeah amazing oh my yeah, gosh
0: yeah that's wow. mine I not to bring the house never down I've
1: seen a production of Spring Awakening I've watched a bootleg not that we promote that here <laughs> on on theater nerds but no if you can find it watch it immediately but <laughs> uh, yeah it's it's tragic it's tragically beautiful yeah yeah for sure Sure. yeah okay
0: Taylor how do we transition to your well that actually is a great role.
1: transition of you talking <laughs> about how tragic um there are these you know shows that have these kind of tragic endings I would argue Spring Awakening a little more than the one I'm gonna propose which is this next show is like probably my favorite show oh no of any musical I'm um, worried
0: we have the same show for our last one <laughs>
1: And we probably do. Anyway, my dream, my dream role out of all dream roles, ever since I saw it when I was probably eleven, whatever, and I talked about it in our first episode is Jean Valjean uh, mm-hmm. in Les Mis. And I like
0: how you don't think that's as tragic
1: as Spring Awakening. It's just a different type of tragedy. I think ultimately, though, the reason why I say it's not as tragic as Spring Awakening is because ultimately the show is about redemption mm. and the character of Jean Valjean is like redemption, incarn- like he is living redemption and mm. I think that's an important story to, to tell uh obviously like we can talk about the music all day we can talk about the story and the plot of course if you don't know if if people don't know by now you know uh the story of a man who uh, a convicted felon who who uh, while on his parole like ran away and um he you know gone this life of of meeting a woman and taking in her daughter and like all these, I mean, it's incredible. And him, him, you know, a a, a police officer trying to fall find him throughout the years of their life growing into old, old age, really. Uh, and there's so much more to the plot of course, but it's, it's just such an incredible, um, story arc for a character like really there's really uh, is there a better like male character in musical theater than jean valjean i don't know i mean (laughs) like maybe the phantom but i think jean valjean's better but (laughs) and again like we can talk about the music all day and just how beautiful i mean there's so many great lyrics in les mis and some of them you know there are a lot of roles that uh, as a male I can't play that I want to play like Eponine. and I definitely want to play someday like when will that ever happen probably not but uh <laughs> one yeah, day singing I, I I was blessed to be able to um play an ensemble member in the show my uh let's see like junior year of high school and it was just being in the show is like just an incredible experience and it truly like just singing those lyrics on a stage is is kind of transcendent in a way uh so i i hope one day i'm hopeful one day i can get to play that role because it's yeah and it means a lot to like my family too like my parents i've said uh, already like saw the original production in london and it's yeah it's just a show that really and because it's been going on so long Hmm. I mean it's run for over 30 years I think it's like almost 40 now it's it's um or maybe it's like 35 but it's been a while yeah it's been a while it's been longer (laughs) than me
0: (laughs) longer than we've been alive yeah
1: it's touched so many different generations and it's popped up like again when the movie came out it popped up that like it, t- it it kind of reached a whole new mm. base of fans and then yeah so I just it's just timeless and such an incredible story and score and all the things so yeah Jean Valjean is is mine
0: I love that and I also think with that character you get to see the it, it's very rare in shows where you get to age characters yeah. and they yeah. stay the same person yeah um i'm thinking of like shrek the musical right where you have like young fiona yeah. middle fiona and old fiona right like
1: there's yeah. these moments that but still all played by different characters different people. they're all
0: different people that's what i'm saying yeah. right so it's very rare i feel like where you have someone who plays the same character yeah throughout a different yeah. series of time i mean literally yeah like
1: hamilton does it but like Han- like hamilton and burr are the same
0: yes throughout the, yes.
1: the show yeah. but yeah
0: yeah yeah Amazing, Taylor. I love that, Lay Miss. I'm yeah. ready. I'm ready. So I thought you were gonna say Jamie from the last five years. Yeah,
1: I, <laughs> I considered that,
0: and I was gonna be worried because I picked Kathy mm. from the last five years as my yes. top, my last uh,
1: dream role. I really so, did consider it. <laughs>
0: Actually, I learned about the last five years because of you, Taylor, which is amazing. <laughs> it was before the musical was cu- the mu- musical movie was coming out, which I don't remember when with uh, Anna Kendrick and uh, I
1: say like 2014.
0: Yeah, we had just it was our first year of college. I remember watching it, but I heard about it before then, but like not that long, that much yeah. longer before then and then became quickly obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the movie version is great I'm, I'm not going to talk down about the movie version I actually think it's one of the easiest musicals to adapt to a movie yeah and the characters are both musical theater people like the actors who play those characters are both musical theater people and it's great and I'm really not even though Anna opts for an option down and some of the songs I'm not going to add her because I too would have to opt down
1: for some of the songs <laughs> you're doing the Anna Kendrick version
0: I am maybe doing instead of the Betsy Wolf. Yes. So essentially this follows the story of a couple that are in a relationship and it starts at the end with Kathy and goes towards the beginning of the relationship and starts at the beginning with Jamie and goes towards the end of the relationship. So you're like following opposite plots, which is just absolutely so amazing. Yeah. And not only is the music so good and the writing so good and the idea so good, um, but Jason Robert Brown just does, (laughs) he pulls it all together because that idea of that is, I mean, first of all, to have music lyrics and a book written by the same person is a lot, Mm. but also that's based off of, right, his own experience. Is is, that right?
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: As a person. Um, which is wild. But Kathy, there's obviously two main characters, basically, in the show. Yeah. Yeah. You get kind of silhouettes of other people, but um, Kathy is this New (laughs) York-esque kind of, um, yeah, uh, person. And I just love yeah. She's an actress. Yeah. yeah she's yeah. trying to make it. So I think this is why I like it. She's <laughs> trying to make it. And her husband is also trying to make it, but he's a writer. Mm-hmm. Hmm, you can see how this happens. And it just is an unfolding, right? Like I said, the opposite timeline. So it's mm-hmm. an unfolding in different ways of vulnerability of agitation. Then there's moments of love then there's moments of like obsession there's moments of grief there's moments Mm -hmm. of betrayal and ultimately at the end and the beginning there's moments simultaneously of complete fascination and in love and complete hurt and separation and it ends and it begins in that way and it just blows my mind yeah and I love I love Kathy I specifically love her songs um But I love, I love still hurting, which is the opening number um, Mm -hmm. because I feel oftentimes that it is so hard to move forward from something so completely sad and so heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. And although she, her story is told backward in time, it's lovely to see her progression come out of being so hurt Mm. and like knowing that in the future she could progress forward also out of that hurt um and i'm sure maybe taylor you'll say more but when you listen to the songs opposite so if you only listen to just kathy's songs in a row or you only listen to just jamie's songs in a row Mm -hmm. you hear echoes of the songs before played by the other person yeah
1: yeah it's only in repeating, repeat listens of the show. Like, yeah. I, I think I know that show, like, backwards and forwards. Also with Les Mis. Guys, if you ever want me to just, like, do a rendition of Les Mis, like, write that. I, I, my wife, like, legitimately was like, you don't know all of Les Mis. And then I literally went, bum, 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 bum. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, I know all of it. But also last five years, like, it's, yeah. So only in repeat listens mm-hmm. of it did i yeah come to listen to oh wait that's in jamie's song too yes that's in that's in this version in the future too like yeah yeah okay
0: taylor so should we do the roles for each other or should we do the roles for us together
1: um let's do the roles for each other and we'll end on the roles um together
0: i don't know why i got nervous
1: (laughs) um I we both had a couple different roles but I think we're just gonna stick to one if that's all right yes it's hard but we can do it yeah we can totally do it so my role um for Rachel I've known Rachel for a long time (laughs) and I think this would be a good role for her she is a strong Rachel is but this character also is is a strong (laughs) independent woman who doesn't need no man but she ends up getting a man in the end of the show that's Uh, what we like to see she's a a writer. she's a she's a lover of of tab dancing uh she's uh, shut up yes <laughs> <laughs> she's a lover of new york because she lives there guys it's Catherine plumber from newsy yes.
0: <laughs> i love this so I, much i almost put this as my dream role so yes, i love this thank you
1: so Good. yeah yeah i just think um again like it's all encompassing of like she what what I love about what they you know they created this role for the musical it did not exist in the movie and they really really like gave her some um like three-dimensionality and like really gave her some independence and and also there's like a cool twist at the end and um she gets to like fall in love with this guy that she probably didn't think she was going to fall in love with and I think you would do you would do great at that and also the tap dancing
0: yeah yeah don't let's not yeah. forget let's have a special moment for the tap dancing yeah. for the listeners who might yeah. have missed it yeah <laughs> tap dancers who live in New York my dream I just started my tap dance <laughs> class again <laughs> because I want Take a I shot. want these I'm roles so absolutely so.
1: I'm doing but a I... tap dancing class <laughs> <laughs>
0: I will tell you every single time. You're welcome. I also love that she's making a way in a in a men's world. Yes, yes. Um, so she's, thank you. There's
1: virtually three women in the show, and she yeah. like the the top dog. So yeah,
0: I love it. Thank you. I feel honored. Okay, of course. I feel like I can't do a reveal like yours, but maybe I'll try. <laughs> okay. Okay. I like this character. Okay. As an aside, Taylor and I did theater together, but we also did improv. When I think about improv characters in musicals, for some reason, this show pops to mind. Okay. I also love this show because I love every single song. There's not one song I don't love. And um, yeah, thanks Alan Menken. And I also think that the people who have played this character in general, whether that's the movie version, whether that's the 2004 tour where Anthony Rapp was this character, whether it's the uh, off-Broadway revival that happened where I saw the character main character be played by Jonathan Groff, every person who brings this. Every person who brings this character together is just so good. And you get a range of like fun and comical and also semi-serious and he cares. Mm. Like he's just like, he's he cares about a lot of things and yet somehow he feeds people to a plant. And I'm talking about Seymour Krelborn
1: here, <laughs> yes. everyone,
0: from Little Shop of Horrors. Little yeah.
1: Shop, Little <laughs> Shop of Horrors.
0: Oh, I love this show, Taylor. And I I love also that I feel like, I feel people will tell you that Audrey is a main character and she is a main character, but the only way the show works is the Seymour. And Seymour has to play all of these roles, Um, like in terms of character wise, like he plays the one character, but like he does so much. He sings majority of the songs. He moves the majority of the plot. He is both the comedy, the sad piece, the caring piece. Because most everyone else there is played as a ridiculous character or a narrator, mm. and he's the only one that you get to see like all the dimensions of. Um, and it's just you could ham it up, you can, and I I just love it. And the songs are great.
1: Yeah. Oh wow! I'm honored. I hope can't wait. We'll we'll make these happen one day. <laughs> Yep. we'll have
0: a talent show just for our yes. patreon and
1: uh you'll be in newsies we'll happen.
0: And, thank you um,
1: i'll be when i'm this.
0: done with my tap dance
1: class also there's a correlation because jeremy jordan
0: oh no i love that jeremy no jordan. i love and also that the last
1: five years okay um <laughs> we really
0: just we were like we're yeah. sticking to a bit here it is we're sticking okay
1: to so we each have roles for that we could play with each other um yes. and i guess i'll go first And then you can end it. Um, uh, In our (laughs) final discussion on dream roles, we decided to pick roles. Now, I know you guys don't know us that well. Like, you know us pretty well, but like- You'll get to know us. You'll get to know us. So (laughs) like, maybe you you may be listening and being like, you know, you may listen to this uh, uh, back in like uh, in a hundred episodes and you'll listen back (laughs) and you'll be like, oh yeah, those are great roles for them. (laughs) You're welcome. But- uh, you know, it's better, you know, we're, we're getting early out of the gate. We're getting early. So you can get to know us. So anyway, <laughs> uh, the characters that I chose that I want to play with Rachel Jones and I, I truly, I, I, I actually think this could happen one day because we would be so great. <laughs> All so uh, the Tenardiers from Les <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and and they're just roles that they uh, they really have the most fun in the show. I really, I really. No
0: doubt about it. Yeah.
1: yeah. They truly like get to play like sinister and evil, but also fun. Um, and, and they're the comic relief of the show. And I think people, you know, uh, again, like we've done improv together. And I think that would be really fun to like, hem it up and be the improv selves but also like sticking even to the because the text is so good so
0: yeah. I love that I also thought about putting them down <laughs> slash yeah. put them down just in case <laughs> the first person the, the first one I you know? had was taken yeah. so I love them and I would love to play them and mm-hmm. I just as an aside, always wanted to play a character where I would get booed at, at the end. Yeah. Cause I just feel like that means I really did my job. Like yeah. clapping is whatever, but being booed mm. that yeah. feels, that feels very yeah. important. So speaking of Sutton Foster, <laughs> <laughs> she played the person I want to play with you in uh the hollywood bowl version of this show which is something we've talked a show we've talked about before which is yeah. into the woods and i
1: woods.
0: <laughs> i would be the baker's wife and you would be the baker and um i truly feel like yeah. that actually when the movie came out also speaking of anna kendrick also in that movie wow. but um when that movie came out i truly was like they should have just cast taylor reed and i yeah. That's, I, I truly, like, James Corbin, that's fine. Whatever, I guess. But he was less yeah, controversial than, than he wasn't. Yeah, Emily Blunt. I mean, she was the next Mary Poppins, but seriously, yeah. I could do it. No, I love the characters. They are truly just so funny, too. Mm-hmm. They're also funny. They're not evil, yeah. though, so I like that. Yeah. But the baker, especially, his interactions with Little Red kill me. They're so mm-hmm. funny. Mm-hmm. And the baker's wife interactions with the prince yeah. is also hysterical. And I feel like yeah. we both, we and and it's not like you need a lot of like romantic chemistry. I know that both of these roles that you and I both just said are both <laughs> married. <laughs> They're married to each other, but actually yeah. they are not romantic roles at all. Yeah. They are potentially more romantic with other people than they are with each other. Yeah. And the chemistry that they have to have as like funny pals is actually more than yeah husband and wife and i think yeah. we really we nail the funny pals down hence we're doing this new this podcast
1: yeah and what i love about the baker and the baker's wife is that they they together have great moments but then like you were saying they separately also have great moments yes. within the show yes. um like by themselves and i yeah. think um that would be that would be totes fun,
0: fun. <laughs> and who doesn't yes. want to be in into the woods so we can just sing
1: into the woods yeah yeah Yeah. to grandma's house (laughs) oh amazing amazing well guys that concludes our discussion on uh dream roles uh for uh episode four of theater nerds thank you so much thank Um, you taylor if you guys would like to join on in the discussion uh we want to hear about your guys dream roles as well um yes. check us out at theaternerdpod.com you can comment on our social media of course find us on instagram and twitter at theaternerdpod and on facebook at theater nerd podcast. we would love to hear from you guys
0: yes
1: all right rachel let's talk about character of the week Mm-mm.
0: Mm -hmm. Ooh, I like the singing version. Maybe it'll happen every other episode. Give me that sheet music. I'll practice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So this is a segment where Taylor and I pick a theater character that we are feeling like for that week or the vibes that we feel for the past Mm -hmm. week.
1: Yeah. But, and we would also love to hear your characters, of course. So comment on our social media pages. Tell us who you are feeling this week. What vibes are you feeling? And you may get a shout out on an episode. Yes. Um, so Rachel, please tell me who is your character this week?
0: <laughs> I'm cracking myself up thinking <laughs> of what I'm about to tell you. Um. So this week, I felt a little bit all over the place. I felt a little like... You know, here I am, there I am, where did I yep. go kind of thing. And I've also felt very showy. Um, like yesterday I was with a friend watching TikTok Boom and I was like, let me just perform it, you know, just feeling very performance <laughs> yeah, and
1: very yeah. star-y, even though. Yeah. You had a, a hat with some coins in it or something.
0: Exactly. Right. That's how I feel. So this week I am rum-tongued. From
1: cat. Wait, wait, hold for applause. Wait, wait, wait for it. Wait for it. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> Notes the audio. Can I, can Notes I say with the audio. it again without
0: laughing? From Tom Tugger. Woo! Woo! Yeah. He's a curious cat, by the way.
1: My nickname no, in tum, high school.
0: He's a curious cat. Please <laughs> 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 leave the singing again. No, I was going to say, I'm not the Jason Drew.
1: <laughs> Jason. <laughs> I, Anyone, anyone.
0: I also want to say that, um, as an aside, I have really gotten into following the Cats tour on. <laughs> instagram and i it's follow just a, it's
1: just a bunch of photos of cats in different <laughs> places and
0: i follow them and they just love performing cats and i'm like yes this mm-hmm. is my niche market so that's yeah. where my future spouse lives is in the cats <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. so hit me up if you're listening but i am from tom hugger absolutely that's me Thank Love you. It. So, Taylor, who are you this week? What are oh you feeling? Oh my
1: goodness! Well, how am I going to follow that? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's our show. And that's <laughs> uh, the wrap with the rum. Out with the rum. Uh, well, you know, this week I'm feeling the. As of recording this, um, we're recording in a in a wintry uh, time. the mm. The night of where recording this is supposed to be snowing. Uh, in in the state i am um you know school schools are closing people are freaking out people are getting bread and butter and eggs everywhere Bread and eggs yeah (laughs) so anyway i am feeling like the queen herself elsa from frozen
0: (laughs) yes sir i love that Uh, of
1: course you know betsy wolf version uh or, or not Betsy? i guess betsy wolf hasn't played it what's her name um i
0: love this please yeah. let it be the betsy Wolf. well actually
1: you know why i say that is that theater nerd um aficionados will know betsy wolf was supposed to play elsa yes. in the original production but Good. she was taken over by casey levy
0: yeah um but also samantha barks yeah plays her yeah. in the west End production So maybe in the her.
1: samantha barks version I love it. Yeah. So that's how I'm feeling it's supposed to snow soon. I'm feeling that ice castle come up above me. That dress yes. I'm feeling the braid. Um yeah. That's- <laughs>
0: That's, that's for the audience doing. at
1: home taylor yeah. touched his hair
0: when he said i'm doing the break taylor does not have long hair no, I don't. um no. see the photo in our instagram
1: yeah. anyway i uh I but that. maybe you know if you guys support us on patreon i'll put on the elsa <laughs> costume i love
0: that everyone <laughs> yes i'm supporting us on patreon just for that <laughs> just for that one day amazing uh, well, thanks guys, thanks queen elsa of course
1: Thank thanks uh, thanks, Rum. <laughs> Roman and elsa what what a th- what a table that would be um oh, really uh, guys if you want to join us uh in on our discussion of uh whether it be your dream roles or uh of course your character of the week we'd love to hear from you guys either way check us out at theaternerdpod.com or you can also find us on our social media instagram and twitter at Theatre theaternerdpod and on facebook at Theater Nerd Podcast.
0: Thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next week.